Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vernomatic Productions. This is Jarvis Leatherby from the heavy metal band Night Demon. You're listening to Metal Mayhem ROC with John Vernomatic Verno and Southern Cow. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. And now, welcome tonight's host, John the Vernomatic Verno. Good evening, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well as we navigate our way through our favorite month of the year, Metal March. As always, new content drops every Thursday night. Tonight, Southern Cal and I welcome back old buddy Jarvis Letherby of the band Night Demon. The band releases a brand new LP on this Friday called Outsider. Brand new tour with veteran new wave of British heavy metal Titans, Satan, and Young Guns Haunt. That goes around the states. So we're going to talk about the new album, talk about the tour, and general history of metal discussion. It's a fun one. It's coming up in just a second. But first, remind you to get up to the MetalMayhemROC.com website, sign up for our newsletter, get updates on new podcast episodes, reminders on the Monday Night Radio Show, Mark Zagati, our staff reviewer, has weekly CD reviews. When we get on the road and see shows, we always leave reviews with audio commentary. So get up there, check it out. It's really informative. Download some past shows, rate, review, and subscribe. Recent episodes we had uh, last week, Bobby Gustafson of Overkill talking about what he's up to in 2023. Steve Riley of Riley's L.A. Guns, they're releasing new material, so we went over some of the uh, new singles. And Jesse Fink, author of the kick-ass book, Bond, The Last Highway, the story of Bond Scott's last couple years. So that's what's up on the website. Go back and check some of that out. We got Southern Kale on the line from Melbourne. Kale, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good, Vern. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, So tonight's interview is the Jarvis... Lutherby of Night Demon interview. I had a great time in this discussion. Would you take out of it? Uh, a, a lot of information, um, a lot of interesting tidbits about the songs and the uh, band relationships and uh, the new tour coming up. It, everything was great. And I'm looking forward to this. 
Yeah, this was fun because we spoke with Jarvis maybe two years ago. And at the time, you know, we were talking about, you know, the band. It was really a Sirith Ungle discussion because he's involved with Sirith Ungle, promoting them, playing with them. And we had a discussion in that discussion about Angel Witch and the new wave of British heavy metal bands. And before we went to air tonight with uh, Jarvis in this interview, he remembered that, you know, which I thought was cool. And the, the Rush shout out too. He remembered the Rush thing. So yeah, the Angel Witch was great. Um, this is how good, um, you know, it's like we were just got done talking to a friend. All right. So uh, that's what we have tonight. We thank you for your support for my co-host tonight, Southern Cal. I'm the Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Our guest today has definitely flown the flag of traditional heavy metal for well over two decades. His band Night Demon set to release their third full-length EP or uh, LP called Outsider on March 17th. Welcome back to the show, Jarvis Lester to be of Night Demon. Jarvis, welcome back, buddy. Hey, good to be, good to see you guys. I'd like you to say hello to our co-host tonight, Southern Cal. He's down in Melbourne, Florida. Hello, Southern Cal from Down Under in Melbourne, Florida. Welcome back, Jarvis. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Before we kick into the the new one, and John and I have dissected it, and we have a whole bunch of notes, this past spring, we had a chance to speak with an old friend of yours, uh, Dave Overkill from Destructor, and he gave us a little insight about the uh, Demon Knight beer that's floating around uh, Cleveland. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, there's there's a night demon beer. It's uh, it's made by a uh, brewery called Goldhorn. It's the Darkest Remains IPA. It's uh, very strong. It's like over seven percent. Um, we just did two nights in Cleveland um, back in September of last year, and they uh, sold like seven cases of this beer at the show. They got people pretty drunk pretty early. Uh, but yeah, you know we've always been fan of uh uh doing all kinds of stuff like that we have a hot sauce as well called heavy metal heat from a company out in the bay area called hella hot sauce um we have another beer called beer of the demon um out of casa agria brewery out of southern oxnard california so uh we're always looking to do collabs and stuff whenever uh these food companies or beverage companies have a have a good idea and their heart is in metal it's like you know this stuff goes hand in hand right so uh we're we're, we're no stranger to that we like just making cool art for it and and uh, it's it's a good it's a cool thing to have oh sure and it seems like everyone's uh reinventing their brand either whiskeys or beers or uh, cal what was it you did a metal minute on twisted sister doing makeup or something oh <laughs> yes it was a, a palette by uh, I believe Smashbox. Then they they do they've done a whole bunch mm-hmm. of different ones, and there was actually a Def Leppard one in there too. Oh wow! Uh, but I found that a, a lot of these bands, you know, the making the money off of selling albums and your music um, has almost become obsolete in this business, and a lot of bands are looking at merchandise, and a, an offspring of that is the beer and the whiskey. Metallica, of course, has theirs. I just got my case of Rush beer a month ago, 
special order, pre-order that stuff, Golden Ale. So, you know, not that Rush needs the money, but, you know, a lot of these bands are, are looking at other ways to bring in money to make a living doing this stuff, being that, the um, you know, you're almost giving your music away now. Is is the beer any good? Uh, do, you, do you drink it, Jarvis? I do. I think that both of them are pretty good. Cool. Oh, well, let's let's dive into the new one, Outsider. Third uh, third full lane. Do I dare say a concept album? Tell us a little bit about it, the workings behind the scene. Yeah, so, um, you know, our first two full lengths, we actually, they both started out as concept albums. Um, they quickly veered off the tracks, uh, and it's just such a difficult thing to do, um, to make a good one, you know, and... If it's not going to be good, then we're not going to really try and uh, give it give it much of an attempt. Um, I've written a few film scripts, and I that's like kind of my passion outside of music is film and writing. And with this, you know, when the pandemic hit, we had all this time. All of a sudden, we had time to do stuff, and. Uh, we had some concepts floating around and the stuff we were writing musically was a lot more dramatic and had a lot more dynamics. And we thought, Hey, let's try and, you know, I wrote it out of the script and like, let's try and fit this music to the story and see if we can actually do something from start to finish. And, uh, we were successful in doing it. And it's the biggest, like, you know, artistic statement that we've made so far. And yeah, I'm really, really proud of that fact. You know, I'm not a big fan of concept albums. Um, I'm a big fan of good ones and there's not many. No, there yeah. isn't. Uh, before we get in, let's talk about the imagery, the album cover. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Who did that? The Don Fury, who's done all of our album covers. We have that kind of cohesive thing where we have the same guy do all of the album covers. Uh, he did it. And, you know, a lot of the stories that we write about in this band, you know, our mascots have a backstory. Um, and all the, all the stuff you see in our artwork, uh, uh, they're based on actual physical locations that do exist. And we just put our own stories behind them, much like a HP Lovecraft would do or something like this. And this, it's the same scenario here. Everything you see on the album is based on a real physical place that I visited in Ireland. It's an abandoned church and graveyard that overlooks the sea and has this creepy road going up to it. So, you know, we find <laughs> these places or there's places that we've grown up around and we kind of create these sto- these what if stories about them that's what i was going to say the, the the cover of it so it's an old church it has looks like a guy walking from the church a hand is lit up there it's nighttime very eerie very uh impressionable so yeah thanks seeing that this is like a sort of concept album is there elements of the cover that pertain to the story of the album yeah all of it yeah and okay. it's not a concept album. It is 100 and it's a million percent a concept album from the, the first to the last note. All right, cool. Um, John, uh, you want to lead off with a couple interpretations, some of the songs you dig? Oh, I can tell you, my my favorite right off the bat was The Wrath. Nice. Just the feeling from listening to it. It's a three-piece power band. Um, it sounded like you guys are just hungry hungry stuff you're uh like a new not a new band because you guys have been around for quite a while but that you can tell that hunger and that thirst for the metal is still there and i 
felt like I got on a roller coaster ride. We took off. Yeah, we were on this sick ride, and at the very end, because it, it's like a, you bring it back down, it's a slower ending to that song. It was like you were bringing us back down to earth gently. Just what <laughs> a great, great album. Definitely my my favorite song on that for sure. Wow, thank you so much. Yeah, that's you know that Night Team is known for having short songs. This is a concept album that's under thirty five minutes in in its entirety. Um, the Wrath is one of our is our is our the longest song in our catalog. <laughs> I know you're a big Rush guy, and um, as a three-piece band who's gotten a lot more progressive like Night Demon has, um, we still like to make our songs uh, pleasing to the ear. We're not, we're not, we're not more proggy now as a from a musician's standpoint. We're more just kind of trying to um, expand the mind of the listener without toying with them, if that makes any sense. Uh, my one critique of Rush is, and one of the reasons why they're not, not like probably one of my favorite bands is, you know, I respect the hell out of them, but a lot of prog rock stuff, it gets you to about 90% of the satisfaction. And then the last 10%, they just, they, they take you away to, into some, that where something that a musician will go, whoa, that was cool and crazy. But you know, there's a, there's a formula of music that's satisfying to the ear and for us to have we always want to deliver that payoff. And I think that's really what we were trying to do with the song called The Wrath. It's long, but it, it's a journey. It takes you to so many different places and it doesn't repeat itself. And that's how, that's how I felt that listening to that whole song. It was just like being on a sick ride, going <laughs> 100 miles an hour, and then easing it into the driveway, coming home. Yeah. You know, Great, great song. Well, it is long, seven and a half minutes. But you, you talk about the... the the flip side of that is that one-two punch of rebirth and escape from beyond. These two songs, three and a half minutes, they, they get in, they get out, um, they kick your ass. What are my notes? Uh, rebirth, fast rocker, Dusty's drums, again, killer, and in the pocket with Armand, and we'll talk about those two cats in a minute. Uh, could see this in the live set. And Absolutely. Escape from beyond. <laughs> reminds me of a maiden out of the silent planet from brave new world the the vocals there it's um and that's a compliment i know yeah. you guys are big maiden fans uh are we gonna see these songs in the set list because they're three and a half a piece talk about these songs the idea is we'll, we're gonna play five tracks of this album on the upcoming tour we're only playing 50 minutes a night on this tour so uh we're gonna throw have we're gonna throw in some classics but once we start doing headlining tours this summer, uh, we're going to be playing the album in its entirety from start to finish. See, the thing is, we wrote the we recorded the album live, and we we wrote the album in a way where there's no silence and no breaks. It's it's meant as one whole piece to be played straight through. <laughs> so, um, you know, if we play this album live in its entirety during a headlining set, we still have room for twelve more Night Demon classics. So. Because our songs are shortened to the point. So I, I don't see it as a thing where, you know, when Maiden went out and did um, A Matter of Life and Death, where it's like, okay, well, you know, with the length of their songs, I mean, it was a great record, but like you're really leaving a lot on the table for the for the fans. And we want to make sure that, you know, there's no misconception that you're, you're going to go see Night Demon now and they're just going to do jazz odyssey volume three you know it's like no, no we're still we're still bringing what we had we're just this is a uh another addition to to what we're doing live oh sure and i don't want to spoil too much of the set but as soon as i heard prelude i'm like oh 
of course. This is like a concert opener. You could totally feel it. You know, it yeah. builds it up, and then you punch right into Outsider. Let's talk right. about Outsider. You're, uh, are you out of your comfort zone with that song? It's a uh, <laughs> little, dare I say, you know, radio friendly, but it's ballsy, catchy chorus. Um, talk about Outsider. Well, I haven't seen the radio reports yet, but I hope somebody's <laughs> up. You know, uh, we'll see. I'll know. I'll know on Monday. But uh, you know, I, I going back to writing scripts. I see concepts as more in more of a cinematic way. So when you when you look at things like that, it breaks down a lot of musical boundaries. So Outsider, the prelude is the intro. That's like the thing before the movie where you're like, whoa, something happens, right? Yeah. Outsider is like the opening credits or like the theme song. Okay. So that's the way that it's built. And then you really get into the top, the topsy turvy of, of, of the story. Right. So that's the way that I look at it right there. You know, well, last night at work, I was, um, listening to the pre-release stuff that you guys sent us listening to the whole album. I, uh, I own my own restaurant. I work in a kitchen. I got a bunch of metal heads working for me. Yeah. So I jam it up for them and we all listen to it. And I um, found myself about an hour and a half after we had listened to everything and we're just doing our thing. I was actually singing the chorus to that outsider. It has a hook to it. Great. <laughs> um, great first release from that. Thank album. Um, and like I said, I was singing the hook. It has the hook to it. So when you find yourself singing something. Thank you so much. I mean, I like to think that all of, most of the songs on this record kind of have that hook. We went for some pretty big choruses and Outsiders, a song where, you know, we, what's different about it is we start right on the chorus. It hints right away. So yep. it's like, we wanted to just get to the point, you know, definitely got to, got to the point. Yeah. Not to jump ahead on the finish line, but the last track, you know, you come off that whirlwind of, you know, of the law of the long song of the wrath, then the last day. Okay, so listen, let me clarify this first. The Last Day is a bonus track for the compact disc version only. It's not part of this album. And I think it got serviced on the promos as that. And people think that because the song is called The Last Day. I guess it would make sense, right? The story of that song is Decibel Magazine put out a flexi vinyl series last year. They asked us to do an exclusive song. They wanted a six-month exclusive on it. We wrote that song about like the last day on earth is the premise of that song. And it's never been out on compact disc. The fans really like it. And uh, it's basically a way for the record company to sell more of a dying format. You know, you put that bonus track on oh, there. Okay. There you go. Right. So I want to clarify that. That makes sense because honestly, I'm like, Ah, you just got done with that song. And then yeah. this one just like, it, it almost like starts up again. And it's like, meh. you know, the sequencing wasn't right, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Some people that have heard it, some journalists that have heard it, that did think it was last track actually liked that. They liked that it went into that, but look, I'll, it's all open to interpretation. Right. But that's, that's the real story. So that's, that's, that's Nolan Boyd to the outsider story. That, that song, you know? I thought the uh, drums on that were were fucking sick. Yeah. Dusty, Dusty was just nailing the the fills and everything in that. 
that was my big uh, note on that that song. Great, great yeah. drumming uh, from Dusty. Is that Dusty Shoes? The the one you call Dusty Shoes? Dusty Squires. Dusty Squires. I thought you had mentioned the last time we talked about someone you would, were calling Dusty Shoes. No, uh, I think uh, Dave was uh, Dave Overkill. Oh, that's him right. Dusty that's Shoes. right. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. That guy loves you, man. Dusty <laughs> Bottoms. Dusty Shoes. He's great. Um. Talk about the new relationship with uh, Armand. Now, in the previous albums, he really didn't write. Is this the first album that he contributed writing with? Yeah. Um, on the singles that we put out in 2020, he, <laughs> he, those were kind of the first songs that we wrote together with him. So he had four tracks under his belt. But, you know, I mean he's been a part of the story from the beginning he's he was the engineer and producer on from the first dp on so he's he's always been part of the story in the background you know and and he wrote a lot he helped write a lot of the guitar solos er, in the early days and and some clean guitar passages so really he doesn't get enough credit for that and that's not well known so uh i'm glad to to shine a light on that here yeah well you know the the not getting into the whole back history of the band but him and uh, Dusty were in a band before that, and Dusty took over for the original drummer. And yeah, so you're right. It's, you know, he's always been around it. It's funny when you break down the history of bands and band members, like, yeah, you see how incestuous things are and how things get, move along like this, you know, but it's the same old, same old story with us, man. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, talk about the tour. Starts uh, the 17th, uh, the, the, the Hell's Decibel tour with, uh, satan now when yeah. we spoke with uh armand last in the spring when we we're doing uh some press for the uh singles collection he said there was a tour that had to get scrapped why satan uh, you guys don't share a label um are you big time friends how did that tour stay um intact and finally execute i managed them oh okay <laughs> so that's the that's the easiest way to put it. Um, and you know, the thing is like, you know, we've been friends long before I managed, I've been managing them since 2018, but long before that we were friends and we had played together many times on many festivals in Europe. And, um, you know, the thing is when you are these days, it's much easier to keep things together and to strengthen tours like this when you have a hand in what other bands are doing so it's kind of like keeping the family together and we all together are stronger than apart right and so we we have a way of um of making things a lot more successful like when we band resources together i mean my the road crew for night demon i've i hire for every satan tour when they're available when we're not on tour so this is great we get to share a crew now we're sharing a tour bus together you know uh it's it's gonna it's the best thing that we could do and this was this tour was supposed to happen in the spring of 2020 so i really did hang on to it we didn't reschedule it even once we weren't one of those tours that rescheduled four times and then you know retired so so uh you know like this is um this is an important one if there was one band i would never have expected to come here and tour in america would it would be satan Um, i love that band right Great band, and I'm I'm so glad you're bringing them over here. I, I was familiar that you had um, involvement with them. Uh, 
it, and again, you present it on as a united front for you guys. And um, I'm going to try to check out the Cleveland show. Unfortunately, there's no shows down in the southeast area. Yeah. Um, but just to see in, not only Night Demon alone, um, to see Satan of all bands, that's like one of those, that's rarefied air here in America. And I wish more bands from over there would try to get over here and then do some touring. Well, it takes it takes a commitment and it takes, I mean, I'm not toot my own horn, but sometimes it takes somebody like me to like, you know, there's a lot of work that I put into this, right? So it takes <laughs> it takes a commitment from multiple people and that's and then it takes the band to commit to doing it. And the great thing about them is you have the same five guys from the 1983 Court in the Act era. I mean, it's incredible. I can't say that about any band from that <laughs> era as even I don't know more than two one or two members still left. Right. They, you've got a whole bit band. And so it's a if you can catch it, get it now. Yeah, definitely going to try to make the Cleveland show. Yeah, that'll be Jarvis, great. We're respectful of your time. You, you know, you got a tight schedule. Yeah. Quickly just talk about the uh, third band, Haunt, on the bill. Yeah, they're on my label. Um, they are great. As far as the new wave of traditional heavy metal goes, they're definitely in the top five bands. Um, they put out, they were putting out like two records a year. You know, they've only been around since I think 2017, but uh, they're very prolific and uh, really, really kick-ass band. It's a, it's a very strong package. My label is Iron Grip, and I just do, you know, just heavy metal releases that I love. A lot of reissues and stuff of classic records and, like, just newer bands and back catalog that bands that I manage on, you know, just kind of keep doing my small part here, you know. <laughs> you are doing your part, but, uh, you know, that that's awesome. So uh, I'm going to let John take a quick walk down heavy metal memory lane with you, and then uh, we'll let you get going. First of all, I just want to, you know, wish you the best of luck on this tour with Satan and Haunt. Um, thank you again for bringing them over here. I'm going to try to catch that Cleveland show. Heavy metal needs more people like you in it, Jarvis, doing these things. Um, you're just, you're flying that flag 24 hours a day. It's great for us fans uh, in the, the industry itself. I think the last time we talked, we did talk a little bit about Angel Witch one of my most favorite bands do you still still managing them or are you still involved with them yeah I, i've never managed them to be to be clear i i did re-release the first record um last year or sorry 2021 um uh, i'm i'm close with the band uh the bass player who is their manager will palmer is actually night demons uk publicist yeah right. I mean, the heavy metal world just it's 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 worldwide, but it's very tight and connected. And like, we all wear a lot of hats, you know? So there's Will Palmer is another kind of Jarvis in his own right in, in his world. He's got a label too. And he works for metal Light, and he's the one who got angel, which back together and he plays with them on stage and he's a great publicist. So it's like, uh, you know, we're all kind of, we're all kind of involved together at some point down the line. It's, it's inevitable. The ones that stick around are the ones that are going out and, blazing new trails we all end up congregating and finding each other and finding some way to work together and it's really great because um when you grow up being inspired by something and then you can be a part of of their story at some point it's that's the most gratifying thing for me you know 
So another guy too, um, and when I have a little segment in the show, it's called the Metal Minute. We present some news stories, and uh, every now and then at the end of that, I like to pose the question: um, Has anybody seen or heard anything? And we offer a reward of a, a Metal Mayhem ROC T-shirt to our listener. Anybody <laughs> with information about Zeb Parks? Uh, yes, yeah, so, Finder okay. General. Yeah, right. So I was actually approached in late 2021 with the the potential opportunity to sing for the band um i did i did sing for jaguar for a while which was great and somebody had asked me somebody said hey i know you can pull off those witchfinder vocals and i go well hold on you know so i was in touch with uh the original guitarist and uh zeb has he is not involved at all anymore it hasn't for a long time he he's around uh, supposedly he's had some kind of uh, I, criminal charges. I'm not going to say what it is, but he was kind of the first one to be canceled like 20 years ago, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I'll I, give you one piece of information that you probably don't know and not a lot of people know. For the past decade, the band, I think, rehearses but weekly. Wow. Uh, but they, I've, I have offered them... Um, in the last year through a mutual friend of mine um a five-figure guarantee in the high higher five figures too so higher than the first level i'm not going to say how to reunite and to play a show and it's been it's that i think they're just jamming weekly for the last decade to have fun they don't want to play gigs so that offer is on the table and if you guys are listening um you know how to get a hold of me that's interesting you say that because this fall, Metal Mayhem ROC, we promoted and brought Raven to Rochester. Raven oh. and, and Riot Act. And it was a great show. We had a couple strong locals. And when the itinerary came out, I looked at it and I was going to reach out to possibly get you to, you know, Rochester. And there was just no wiggle room. You guys are playing every single night. Yeah. But... Uh, that led me so if you're talking about you know possibly we'd love to get you up here we'll see yeah. what happens i'm back we haven't been there we played the bug jar in 2016 that's the last time we were there no 20 yeah 2015 <laughs> uh, i went down into the vertimatics vault and i brought out this <laughs> yeah. this uh extermination exterminator tour 20 this was in syracuse yep that was our first you our first full U.S. tour, Raven took us out on our first tour. So we, we've played about 60-plus shows with them worldwide to date, and they're still close friends of ours. So, yeah. yeah it's Mark Gallagher's birthday yesterday. So yeah. happy birthday, Mark. Uh, thank you guys for also flying the flag high. We all do this together, and with strength in numbers, that's how we win. Um, I will ask you, if you guys can, please email me uh, audio and video for this interview if you can. We'd like to reuse some of it for our podcast, if that's possible. Uh, Jarvis, thank you again for uh, doing this tour and sticking with it. Satan is uh, its huge night yeah. demon haunt. Uh, just an awesome tour. Best of luck on everything. That starts on March 17th. It runs till April 11th. Like I said, I'm going to definitely try to catch that Cleveland show. That's probably the only one that's doable for me. So uh, hopefully we'll see you up there. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jarvis. Take care.
Metal for life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at metalmayhemroc.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.